The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. I'm sure. As is the case, whenever we talk about RTE, people will have a view and want to share it. Uh, so, as you know, uh, the Media Minister, Catherine Martin, before Naroctus Committee um, last night, there were statements made in the Dáil today uh, on this front. We're going to be getting the view of Mandy Johnston, the presenter of Taking Stock here in News Talk in just a moment, uh, on where we are and where all this is going. But Sheila Nocton is with us first, our own reporter, because there was a protest as well today, Sheila, uh, by RTE staff out in Donnybrook at RTE HQ. What, what, what exactly was happening? Yes, let's say earlier today, a rally that was held in RTE it was made up of members of the National Union of Journalists, SIP2, and then there was non-union staff there as well. Um, probably between 50 to 60 there, and they were representing all different departments within the broadcaster. So people behind the scenes, people that we'd know and recognise. Um, obviously, as you mentioned there, uh, this demonstration comes just after uh, Catherine Martin appeared before the Oireachtas Media Committee yesterday. And primarily... The questions there were around the resignation of RTE's former chair, Shuni Rally. And that point seems to have frustrated a lot of the people that were there today because they kind of said for nine months now, they've been left in limbo. They've watched colleagues leave. Many of those were young people who had really bright futures, but felt that they didn't have that at the broadcaster. They now have stretched departments, they're understaffed and they're concerned about their jobs and livelihoods. And yet every week nearly there's a new scandal or there's a revelation and that they feel is distracting the government and pulling them away from actually finding a solution and to, to the funding model. So Emma Kelly, she's chair of the Dublin Broadcasting Branch of the NUJ. And I just spoke to her about firstly the inadequate funding. And she says that while it doesn't justify the poor management of finances, it could help to explain it. It, possibly all of the scandals, if not, or most of them certainly, and possibly all, is um, or the, the absolute starvation of uh, RTE in terms of public funding, which drove out RTE uh, to search desperately for funding streams from other sources, from commercial sources, for example. And if you look at the flip-flops, the, the London clubs, the rugby season tickets, that was all to woo advertisers. If you look at Toy Show the Musical, that was a desperate search for the goose that would lay the golden egg. If you look at things like bogus self-employed. It was trying to uh, get programmes made on the cheap. And because RT didn't have money, the exit packages as well. Uh, we had huge exit packages, but a lot of that was because um, those people were on big money. And again, it was looking for people trying to pay big money to people in the, the hope that they might have the Midas touch and, and, and you know, create income streams. Uh, so we need to get away from all of that. And we're urging the government, we're imploring the government uh, to, to, to act now to put in place uh, a proper, sustainable and adequate public funding. And it's M.O. Kelly there. I mean, I have great respect for her. I'm not sure I buy that argument. I think if they got all the public funding they wanted, they still would have been out kind of courting commercial sponsors. It's just the nature of a commercial organisation, which is what they partly were. What they sales always team? want more money. What sales team goes, do you know what, we'll sit back now. We, we've made enough money. Let's <laughs> let other people have a, bit, a slice of the pie. Anyway, uh, Kevin Backhurst, the current Director General, he was at the protest as well. Yeah, so Director General was there unannounced and unexpectedly as far as I could tell he kind of slipped in at the side and then was acknowledged kind of late into the contributions he spoke very briefly like max 40 seconds but that was following another um, other contributions from other people and what he said was that he appreciated that this was a horrendous period for staff he said that they kept the organisation afloat he was grateful and then he promised that he was determined to make it a better place for them to work in and he wanted to restore their pride in the company because one of the things that was repeated again and again 
was that people no longer wanted to tell anyone where they worked, like cameramen hiding their RTE badges, like different things like that. So one of those actually who spoke about that was Trevor Keegan. He is the chair of the NUJ sub-branch that's in RTE. And he told me that many staff uh, feel demoralised. And I went on to ask him about what would be an appropriate funding solution and also a bit about the Director General. We've said publicly that we're happy to support Catherine Martin's efforts to get Exchequer funding. It was the only Future Media Commission recommendation that wasn't agreed on by government. It has been one of the 50 recommendations and only one of them wasn't accepted by government and that is the fair funding, Exchequer-based funding. That's a committee that agreed that there should be more funding for media, other media outlets, other broadcast stations, TV and radio and it agreed that there should be investment in diversity and talent. We need that funding to be in place. We need exchequer funding to make this happen. Yesterday, Catherine Martin was asked, you know, why she had no confidence in Shuni Rally, but did in Kevin Backers. Do the staff here still have confidence in the DG? We're confident that Kevin is the right man for the job, and he will hopefully guide us into a better, better position, both in terms of finances and in terms of the staff numbers and how we go forward with this organisation and make it, make us proud to work here again, basically. Uh, we weren't necessarily expecting him to be here but he has done so before and the fact that he spoke is even better again it shows that he does have our best interests uh, at you know at the core of what he's trying to do but he's one man trying to turn a very big ship at the moment and we support him in those efforts all right uh, that was Trevor Keegan speaking to our own Sheila Nocton a reporter from the News Talk newsroom who was in Donnybrook today like I say Manny Johnston is the presenter of Taking Stock and she is with me now. Uh, uh, Mandy, what's your sense of where we are at in this long, long, long running saga? Yeah, um, Karen, I don't know if you've ever found yourself of an evening watching over 50s indoor football between Ipswich Town and Hull and thinking, <laughs> well, life is too short. But the, that's where we're at now. Three and a half hours of it last night. Um, where are we at now? So I think... On the 22nd of June last year, we thought we discovered an RTE who had an executive who were effectively behaving like a board and that the board were simply rubber stamping everything that the executive told them to do. We found ourselves with a minister who seemed to be at arm's length, either by default or by design. And we might come back to that again. But this latest saga of the exit packages seems perhaps to give the impression that that issue of the executive doing what they want without the board's knowledge and the minister's detachment from it is still the case. And I think that's what you're hearing in the frustration of the staff in RTE today. One got a sense as well, uh, well, I certainly did from Catherine Martin last night, that uh, this wasn't an issue that kind of reared its head last week. Maybe that was the kind of the narrative um, after the, the meeting and the appearance in primetime and the resignation. I, I really felt like this was a kind of a relationship that had soured months ago between herself and Shuni Rahalik. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a number of questions about what he said last night. Uh, but but um, the big thing for me, actually, is how unorthodox this management has become of the Department of RTE. Kieran, I can tell you that nothing in government can be considered either done or said unless it is written down. And the fact that there aren't contemporaneous notes of things like the discussion between Shuni Rahali and the former Sec Gen of the department, the fact that Shuni Rahali considered having told them without writing it down is quite extraordinary. And just to be very pedantic about this, I know we're getting into the minutiae of the detail now, but uh, um, Shuni Rahali hadn't responded to the letter from Catherine Martin 
by the time she went on prime time. So effectively, she hadn't said she wasn't going in to see her the next day. She had reflected that in conversations with the minister's officials, but she hadn't said no. And that's how loose the whole thing has become. And that's, I can tell you, entirely unorthodox. And if that's how the department is being run, then we need to look at that as well as RTE. Uh, and that's that's a very serious issue, actually. And I think that's something that's actually undermining a lot of people's faith in Catherine Martin's ability to now manage them out of mm. this process. Because until last week, this was an organisational issue and the minister and politics was largely detached from it. What Catherine Martin did last week was to bring it right into her own department. And by extension now, she could be bringing it into government buildings because I think more people are going to have to get involved uh, in solving this problem than the minister. It, it also... You know, not doing that contemporaneous note-taking, it also undermines the department's ability to do its job, doesn't it? Because like in this situation, where a question is asked of a conversation that has been had in the past, if there are no notes for the department officials to turn around and rely on, I mean, they leave themselves exposed. Absolutely. And I mean, I think it's a byproduct of of uh, maybe how the FOI system has affected the system, but not writing things down. Well, you have to remember what was happening at the time of those conversations. They were in a toxic environment trying to deal with one of the the biggest media organisations in the country. Everyone was invested in it at the time. The idea that you wouldn't dot every I and cross every T in that situation is just quite extraordinary. Um, I I want to raise an an issue about last week and the primetime intervention, which, which everybody seems to be kind of focused on. Um, for me, that's that's not the actual question um, that, that should be asked. The real question really is, why on earth Catherine Martin felt the need to do a press conference last Monday? If RTE had to clarify information from the Sunday newspapers um, or things that were rising in the press, why didn't she tell the GG or the chair to do that themselves? She's not the spokesperson for RTE. Um and had she done that, had she said to Shuni Rahali and Kevin Backhurst, look, I need you to go out and clarify all of the information that is in the public domain from over the weekend, politics still wouldn't be in this. They'd be dealing with the issues themselves. Look, I think everybody now needs to try and focus on a way forward. So the Tónish Michal Martin today saying that there's consultations with the, the coalition partners on this and that they hope to bring forward uh, a chair name by, by next Tuesday. Um, as I said there before, I just think now there needs to be somebody within government, whether it is SecGen of the Taoiseach's department mm. or program manager, who takes these issues and deals with them for once okay. and for all. Mandy Johnson, presenter of Taking Stock. Mandy, thank you very, very much uh, for the analysis. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.